Welcome and thank you for accepting the invitation to this Bible study and reflection for November 25th, 2020. In this season of Thanksgiving, even as difficult as this last year has been, we still have many things to be thankful for. We can be thankful for the opportunities that we have been given to serve others. I am especially thankful for God's Word at this time. The Old Testament prepares us for the fact that we all need saviors. The New Testament reveals that Savior in Jesus and allows us to meet him and get to know him. That does not happen overnight. It takes abiding in God's word on a daily basis. As we do that, our relationship with our Savior grows stronger and stronger. Now let us begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Peace be with you. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, even though this past year has been difficult, we have many things to be thankful for. Please forgive us if we have brought more laments to you than we have thanks in the recent past. Let us be reminded on a daily basis that our hope does not come from worldly things, but our hope relies on the promise made by your Son, Jesus Christ, and he is preparing a place for us in your house. It is in his name that we ask you to hear our prayers. Amen. Don't you just love hearing a good story? Here's one definition I found in the dictionary. This particular definition is relative to a historical story. And here it is. A narration or recital of that which has occurred. A description of past events, a history, a statement, a record. You ever been asked by a friend, do you have a recommendation for a good book or a story I can read? I understand a good story should include the following elements. A passionate or emotional theme, a protagonist, an antagonist, real witnesses, and hopefully the story will make a change in someone. I relate architectural design to storytelling in that I'm neither an architect or a storyteller, but I know a good design when I see one, and I know a good story when I hear one. Enough of my comparison. Let's get to the good story. One of my favorite stories does include a passionate element in that it is totally about the love our God has for all of us. For many years, God spoke through prophets regarding guidelines or laws, if you will, for everyday living and coexisting with your neighbors, as well as the punishment for not following his guidelines. God even gave his people the written Ten Commandments to follow as a guide for respectful and harmonious lives. Guess who had entered the story to make sure God's people could not follow all of the Ten Commandments all of the time? Yep, the devil himself, also known as the evil one, or, in this story, the antagonist. Because of original sin, all of us have inherited a sinful nature. Over time, through the prophets, 
God's people were told a Savior would be sent to deliver them. In the town of Nazareth lived a young woman named Mary. Mary was visited by an angel of the Lord named Gabriel to inform her that God had chosen her to be the virgin mother of the Messiah. Because of God's love for Mary and his love for Mary's soon-to-be husband Joseph, they both accepted God's invitation to be the parents of his son Jesus. Mary and Joseph traveled to Bethlehem for the census, and while there she gave birth to Jesus. Nearby shepherds were visited by angels of the Lord and instructed to visit Mary, Joseph, and the baby Jesus to be witnesses and later testify to what they saw. The protagonist slash hero, and in this case, the Messiah element of the story, has been completed by Jesus' birth as the Son of God. As Jesus matured, he began teaching the love of God to anyone who would listen. He even performed signs to show God's love for his people. He selected 12 ordinary men to help him spread the word of God to as many people as possible. Jesus shared much with his chosen 12 disciples, and he even told them that he had to die to fulfill God's plan. Jesus also gave the disciples another commandment. You are to love each other and your neighbors and spread this love as far as you can. Jesus also told them in so many words he would rise again three days after his death. Not all people accepted Jesus as the Son of God, and because the devil was working in them, they felt threatened and were out to get him. Eventually, one of his chosen twelve betrayed him. He was tried and convicted in a trial with no evidence against him, and ultimately, Jesus was nailed to a cross. If that was the end of the story, it would be a very tragic ending. Jesus did rise again three days after his death, and he was witnessed by at least 500 people after his resurrection. He died to fulfill God's plan to forgive us all of our sins and offer us eternal life if we believe in him. Well, that leaves the final element of a good story. Has the story changed anyone? The answer is a resounding yes. Many have been saved, and many more will. You know the scripture, John 3.16, For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Oh yes, this story and many others can be found in the Holy Bible. This would be high on my recommended reading list. What's the best way to get to know someone. I guess you could argue that in our socially digital society these days, you could get to know someone through any of our social media platforms. With that said, there's still no substitute for actually meeting someone face-to-face and having meaningful conversations with them. Or how about reading a story about someone to get to know them? There are 66 books in the Bible They started out as scrolls and were passed down through both written and oral tradition. The authors of the Old Testament were prophets, and as evidenced by some of the stories, 
They wrote, the ancient Israelites lived very challenging and difficult lives. God spoke through the prophets and he let his people know in no uncertain terms that the tough times they were experiencing were brought on by their poor behavior. God also spoke through the prophets of a savior that would come and make all things right. As the folks at Bible Project state, the Bible is one unified story that leads to Jesus. Some of these messianic prophecies were understood by the people and very straightforward, but some were veiled and not easy to discern. So we can look at the stories of the Old Testament as foundational revelations that point to Jesus. At the core of the New Testament are four stories referred to as the Gospels that reveal the good news of Jesus to us. In a manner of speaking, the authors are making claims and giving their testimony regarding Jesus. I might add that this was not hearsay because it was based on eyewitness testimony by people that knew, lived with, and were taught by Jesus himself. I find it meaningful and enlightening to put myself in these stories as I read them. In the Old Testament, you can see a clear need for a Savior, and you can see why the Israelites clung to the hope that there would be a Savior. In the New Testament, primarily in the four Gospels, that Savior is revealed in Jesus. What better way to get to know someone that lived 2,000 years ago than to read about that person from eyewitness testimony. And if you put yourself in the story, you will begin to experience the highs and the lows that his disciples and followers experienced. Prayer should always be an integral part of any Bible study. Prayer allows us to bring questions to God and ask that his Holy Spirit helps us to discern his will, see his Son, and interpret his word correctly. As we say at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in our vision statement, we are learning, loving, living God's word. In this Thanksgiving season, I am very thankful for God's word and especially thankful for the claims and eyewitness testimony written about our Savior Jesus. A lot of what Jesus had to say during his ministry is recorded in the four Gospels. Are all of the accounts exactly the same? No, because they were from four different people with four different perspectives. That is part of the richness of God's word. One thing they all agreed on is that Jesus was born, Jesus lived, Jesus taught through his ministry, Jesus died, and Jesus was resurrected. Now, that is a pretty compelling story if you ask me. Many of Jesus' teachings were told by means of parables that at times could be very difficult to understand. Please remember we have a wonderful resource at Bible Project, bibleproject.com, to help us discern and understand the meaning of parables. They actually have a video on how to understand the parables. Remember the Ethiopian eunuch that was traveling and while traveling was reading the scroll of Isaiah? Philip had been preaching in Samaria and sharing the good news of Jesus. 
He was given instructions by an angel and led by the Holy Spirit. I want to share this story with you to reiterate that we all, at times, need help when reading and studying God's Word and discerning its meaning. Think of Philip as an early Bible Project resource. The videos and podcasts from Bible Project help us to understand Scripture just as Philip was helping the Ethiopian eunuch. This story can be found in Acts chapter 8, verses 26 through 39. And here is the reading. Then an angel of the Lord said to Philip, Get up and go toward the south, to the road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. So he got up and went. Now there was an Ethiopian eunuch, a court official of the Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, in charge of her entire treasury. He had come to Jerusalem to worship and was returning home. Seated in his chariot, he was reading the prophet Isaiah. Then the spirit said to Philip, Go over to this chariot and join it. So Philip ran up to it and heard him reading the prophet Isaiah. He asked, Do you understand what you're reading? He replied, How can I, unless someone guides me? And he invited Philip to get in and sit beside him. Now the passage of the scripture that he was reading was this, Like a sheep, he was led to the slaughter, and like a lamb, silent before its shearer, so he does not open his mouth. In his humiliation, justice was denied. Who can describe his generation? For his life is taken away from earth. The eunuch asked Philip, About whom, may I ask you, does the prophet say this, about himself or someone else? Then Philip began to speak. And starting with this scripture, he proclaimed to him the good news about Jesus. As they were going along the road, they came to some water, and the eunuch said, Look, here is water. What is to prevent me from being baptized? He commanded the chariot to stop, and both of them, Philip and the eunuch, went down to the water, and Philip baptized him. When they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord snatched Philip away, The eunuch saw him no more and went on his way rejoicing. Now I can only imagine how thankful the Ethiopian eunuch was for Philip's help. I invite you to open your Bible on a daily basis and get to know Jesus, who was willing to be a servant to all and even willing to die for us. Let us pray. Dear God, Most gracious Father, we thank you for your holy word that was written by human authors, but inspired by your Holy Spirit. Our Savior, your Son, Jesus, is revealed in the stories in the Holy Bible, and for that, we are forever thankful. Please help us all to dwell in your word daily. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Happy Thanksgiving and peace be with you.